When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. not one of those people who gets all wacky or wonky about the Rule 5 draft. For the most part, it's a lot of fuss over very, very little because there's so, so, so few players who move in that process and make a difference. However, however, good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. The Pirates set their roster in advance of the Rule 5 draft by the Major League Baseball deadline yesterday. And... (laughs) Again, I I don't want to overstate the importance of this. The Rule 5 draft is a perfect example of an event that is so wonderful for fans to get into and debate and discuss and who you'd keep, who I'd keep, uh, who definitely needs to be thrown out, who's going to be available. And it ends up just being such a stinker, you know? It really does. And everybody that you get excited about, whoever it is that they claim, and they always claim somebody, by the time they even get into Bradenton, you're wondering what the heck that person's doing there. That said, here are the four prospects that Ben Charrington and his staff decided to keep yesterday. Andy Rodriguez and Mike Burroughs were absolute no-brainers. Jared Triolo, the best defensive prospect in the entire system. And a good-looking righty named Colin Selby, who a lot of people don't know that much about as it relates to his prospectness, if you will, because he's 25 years old. And that's a little old to be uh, having a great year in double A, which is what he did. However, however, throwing upper 90s, all that other stuff, good, wonderful. You keep those four. No arguments, no nothing. But you know who else you keep? You keep everybody who could potentially make a difference. You just do. If you're going to have a process where you openly, visibly don't care what's happening at the Pittsburgh level, that's where the Pirates have very blatantly been for the past three years and where they're going to be again in 2023 the next punt year, why, why do you let someone like Malcolm Nunez get exposed? This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone and You do the rest. 
It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Now, I'm going to say this again. It's the Rule 5 draft. It's not a big deal. We can go over everything about Malcolm Nunez until I'm blue in the face, and there's a really, really good chance that no one will take Nunez in the Rule 5. Why? Principally because he's a first baseman, and he's not even a very good one. He's just kind of okay. He's not a defensive player. And if you take a first baseman or someone who's not a good defensive player as a Rule 5, and you want to do something with him, you've got to keep him on your Major League roster all the way through. And good luck finding action for that player. Good luck keeping him on that roster the full season. If that team doesn't keep that player, for anybody who doesn't know, the Rule 5 process requires you to offer him back to the previous team, and at which point the previous team, in this case the Pirates, can take him and put him right back in the minors where he was. They're obviously counting on that. They'll probably get away with that. So please take all of this in the fairest possible context that I can paint for you. However, however, Nunez is 21 years old. Nunez, this past season, a lot of it in the St. Louis system, and then the rest in the Pittsburgh system after the Jose Quintana trade, had an 875 OPS, 22 home runs, 87 RBIs. He worked walks. He got on base. He made things happen. He's a hitter. And he's going to hit wherever it is that he goes. You know how I know that? Because he's hit already everywhere he's been. And with the new dynamic in the National League, having a designated hitter, you no longer have to worry about whether or not he can defend. Meaning from a long-range perspective, nobody's going to take him as a Rule 5 and throw him out there right away at the DH spot. They're just not. But if you have him come up through your system and you have him prepared to contribute on a regular or daily basis, then he's just fine. He's a model DH. Stocky build, everything that you envision when you think of what a DH looks like in your head, that's Nunez. So why expose him? Why run the risk to show that you're clever and you kind of mapped out the situation? Is that it? It sure isn't because your 40 man is so bleeping loaded that you just couldn't find a single spot for him. Your 40 man has, oh, don't make me name the names. They just lost 100 games the year after losing 101. And if you're going to protect every 28-year-old, 29-year-old, 30-year-old that helped, and I use that term derisively, contribute to those 100 losses, and there is a lot of mediocrity in that group. Okay, again, I'm not going to be mean here. I'm not going to say that Chase DeYoung's on the list. I'm not going to do that. That would be beneath me. But he's on the list! He's on the list! He's th Look... He had a nice ERA and everything else over the course of the season, but there's a million Chase Youngs out there. I love the guy. He's like the nicest man on the planet. Okay? 
but he's Chase DeYoung, and this makes no sense. He has a 0.0000% chance of being part of something if and when management were ever to take anything seriously and begin committing toward the now. DeYoung won't be on this team. He also won't be an asset that you could move or trade to get, you know, people who would matter. So you're keeping him on the 40 man over this 21 year old slugger for what reason? For what reason? Wow, man. You know, this is what I mean when I say it's not just about payroll or the owner or whatever. It, this stuff just doesn't. What are they doing? When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Mike, who asks, DK, the Pirates hired... Travis Williams is their president, October 28th of 2019. During that time, he has presided over the three worst seasons of winning less percentage since the 1950s rinky-dinks. I have listened to Daily Shots for more than a couple years now. He is never included by you in the well-deserved lambasting of poor or non-existent decisions. I anticipate that Travis handles a whole bunch of stuff other than baseball ops, leaving the majority of those decisions to Ben Charrington. However, if Pirates Charities, exciting new food choices, T-shirt Fridays, and pierogi races are filling up your planner while PNC Park is dying of apathy, then Bob and Bob from Office Space would probably be asking, what exactly do you do here, Travis? Isn't it time to start including Williams in the accountability analysis. Mike, first of all, this might be one of the best phrased J1Qs that I've gotten on any sport since the Daily Shots started. So hats off to you. Next thing I have to say to you, Mike, is you got me. You got me. I'm not going to be that guy who, for as opinionated as I can be and for as much as I uh, get wound up here because I'm passionate about the job that I do. I'm not going to be one of those people who sits here on a daily basis and says, I'm always right. I'm always right. Stop I don't know, questioning me and whatever else. I, I don't believe in it. I, I don't believe in it in any walk of life. So you got me. You got me. Here, I'm going to come clean for you. All right. I have known Travis Williams for a long time now. Uh, it goes back to his time uh, having a prominent role with the Penguins. Most of that had to do with the development of the land that was left in the wake of the Civic Arena's demolition. A really, really complicated thing that continues to this day, even though the Civic Arena was vacated in 2010. I've gotten to know him. I've gotten to like him. I've gotten to respect him. I believe that he wants legitimately what's best for the Pirates. I've been in contact with him. I communicate with him. And as such, not 
out of any risk of burning a bridge with a source or somebody that I know or whatever, but just because I've learned to trust him, and that's very much part of reporting, I've given him and continue to give him right now, just being totally forthright with you, the benefit of the doubt. For anybody who doesn't know this, Travis is in charge. It's not an equal hierarchy up there between Travis and Charrington. Charrington, in the technical sense and every other sense for that matter, answers to Travis. And the job that Travis has done, as such, hasn't been anywhere near adequate enough. He happens to believe that the team is doing things properly. He happens to believe that the Altoona Cavalry is worth the wait, and that when this all comes together, we will all have seen what everyone was trying to do. And I respect his stance on that, and to say it yet again, I trust him. However, in doing so, am I remiss in not mentioning his name every single time or even often whenever I'm referring to Bob Nutting or Ben Charrington? Yes, yes, and that's an error on my part. You got me. Okay, I don't believe it's anything that was conscience. I just don't. I know that he doesn't have necessarily a sports background, and I know that he stays out of, as you were suggesting that he probably does, he does stay out of baseball type decisions. He's not going to be what Frank Coonley was barging into Neil Huntington's office and saying, what are we doing here? Or vetoing the trade that would have brought Cliff Lee here from Cleveland, which Coonley did, by the way, and then denied it later and lied. None of that is Travis. Okay. So that's also a reason that I keep him out of this because then what ends up happening is you know how fans get mad at nutting every time the reliever blows a lead <laughs> like nutting doesn't even have like the most remote thing to do with this sort of thing but that's just how it goes and i i'd hate to see that happen to travis but he's responsible he's responsible as i mentioned to him uh, not that long ago just a couple of months ago it's it's his franchise. I mean, the other guy owns it, but he's the one that's been put in charge of running the whole thing. And he's the one that needs to take charge of the whole thing. And he does need to be visible and audible. He hasn't done an interview with the media, meaning on the record, since early 2021. And that's not okay. He and Charrington and Derek Shelton... Uh, showed up in front of a group of fans at PNC Park two nights ago uh, for an event that was emceed by Greg Brown, and there were some season ticket holders and so forth there, and that's great. That's that's wonderful that they're communicating with the people who buy the tickets, who show up and watch 101 losses and then 100 losses, and see and feel more than anybody the pain of what they've rot here at the Pittsburgh level. That's that's a commendable thing. I'm not going to rip them for that. But they never announced it, and it wasn't made open to the media. And if you think that that's a selfish, petty thing on my part, like as if I'd really, really covet 
going and spending a night at PNC Park uh, at this time of year to experience this for some personal <laughs> pleasure or whatever? Um, the answer to that is no. Okay, that's I, I, not something that's my idea of fun. But you've got to be able to face the music, not just from the fans who you're probably going to be able to talk your way around with anybody because they're sitting there going, whoa, man, that's actually like Ben Charrington and Derek Shelton up there. This is actually pretty cool. And then when they call your name and they get all friendly and everyone's going to go, whoa, they like us. This is great. And then they leave there thinking, hey, these guys are serious. Yeah, this is awesome. It's not the same vibe. It's not the same vibe. He needs to do better. That's my answer to you. And I need to do better in including him. That's my second answer to you. Let's do this again tomorrow.